Thanks for checking out the New Hope Podcast. We believe this message will encourage you and transform you into who God is calling you to be. You are loved. Enjoy. All right, let's jump in. So we are in week two of the series we're calling Who's Lord Over Your Fill-in-the-Blank. So last week, we talked about who's Lord over your emotions. Everybody say emotions, right? We, went, we, we talked about emotions. Um, we talked about how important um, our emotions are. It's a natural thing that we have emotions. God has given us those. If you missed that message, you can go online and watch it. But, you know, emotions are temporary, aren't they? And they, they're temporary and they'll, they'll, they'll pass at some point. You know, our goal is to, yes, when we're emotional, to put our emotions under God's will. So that was week one. And then today, our question is, who's Lord? And this is a question for you and for me. Who's Lord over your mind? Everybody say mind. You're like, isn't mind and emotion similar? Yeah, they'll connect at some points, right? But imagine who's Lord over your mind. So that's the question today. I don't know about you, but um, a lot of times I get... I, I get a little anxious about maybe what someone else thinks about me. Anybody like that? No, only me. I'm, I'm the only self-conscious one in the room. Awesome. Um, but I'll, I'll get a little, I'll, I'll even, it'll even stop me in my tracks and my mind keeps thinking over and over. I wonder what they think. I wonder what they thought about that. I wonder, and my mind starts to move. So, someone might say something negative or critical or they give me a look and my mind starts to go down the wrong road. You know, this might happen to you. You know, this person might think this. You start, your mind starts moving. And maybe it will move in a good direction. Maybe your mind will start going down the wrong road. You know, a couple years ago, um, I heard God speak to me loud and clear. It wasn't audible, but it was in my mind, in my heart. And I heard him speak to me. This is what he said. And this is more for like preaching moments like this. Because everybody comes into church, we all have different ideas of what church should look like, right? Yeah. Right? We're like, oh, we should do that song. We should preach that. And we all have these different ideas of what church should look like or what it may look like or what it used to look like. And so sometimes as a leader, it's hard when you have all sorts of different ideas and different types of people and different types of background. Listen, we got Pentecostals in the house today. Come on, give up for some of our Pentecostal friends, right? That's me. All right, we got some Baptist folks in the room. Come on, let's give it up for our Baptist brothers and sisters. What about our Meth? Anybody Methodist? Yeah, we got some Methodist people. I know. I see one walking around. Um, but. But listen, we're all different, but guess what? We talked about it last week. We're all united through the Spirit of God, right? And so I would, I would preach, and people would say something. I'm like, oh man, I should, you know, I don't know. It would, it would be a little frustrating sometimes. But listen, this is what God spoke to me. Speak what I give you. Please me. Don't worry about the results. I will take care of the rest. You know what's awesome about that two years ago, two and a half years ago when God said that? It was so peaceful. It's like awesome. So they can blame you, right, God? Yes. Obviously, sometimes I'll do it on my own and that's not good, but, but 
imagine God speaking that to us in all different types of areas of our life. We're here to please God. You know, that doesn't mean I don't care what you think, but I don't care what you think. All I care about is what God thinks, right? And so if I only care about what God thinks and I have his love in my heart, then it's going to translate to love for when I'm speaking to you, right? So God was really giving me permission to be who he's called me to be, right? And I don't have to be anybody else. I can be Landon McAllister, thank the Lord, right? <laughs> right? I'm not good at acting. You know, we used to act in middle school and high school. Okay, I guess. But God's giving me permission to be who he's called me to be. And that puts me at peace in my mind. When I leave this place on Sunday afternoon, I say, you know what? I left it all in the field. I did what God called me to do today. I spoke what he wanted me to speak today. And I leave the rest up to him. You know, what we think really does matter to our day-to-day -day life. How we think, how we uh, filter things through our mind, what we allow in our mind can begin to define us, can begin to define the type of person we are, right? If we're always thinking negatively, we're probably a negative person. If we're always thinking positively, we're a positive person. But what we think about defines who we are. Maybe no one in your circle of friends know what you think about. On the outside, maybe you're, you're this type of person. On the inside, you're this type of person. So it's really important how we think. I love this story. An older Christian was explaining to a young missionary that the battle inside his mind was like a black dog fighting a white dog. And so the, uh, this young missionary said, well, which dog wins? And this older gentleman said, the one I feed the most replied the older person. You know, Paul says, feed your mind on the pure truth of God's word. So what we feed, church, is what will grow. If we're feeding the good that God's created in us, if we're feeding the right thoughts that he's put placed in our minds and our hearts, then guess what? The great things are going to grow. But if we keep feeding the wrong things, if we keep allowing certain things into our life, then our minds aren't going to look very healthy in God's eyes. Look what Philippians 4.8 says. Finally, brothers, Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Let's pray together. Lord, I pray that today... As we speak your word, Lord, that you would cleanse our minds. Let us be the people you've called us to be. Let us hear from you today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, so how do we allow God to be Lord over our mind? That's kind of the question today, right? And a lot of times, we talked about it last week. We talked about how we try to control a lot in our life, right? We, we control this and we control that. But the first one that I came to when I was kind of studying and thinking about this is, number one, we have to challenge our thoughts. Everybody say challenge. 
challenge our thoughts. Have you ever slowed down to pay attention to what is going on in your mind? Right? I know we're, we live in this fast-paced culture, right? We've got screens in front of us. We're driving. We're going to school. We're going to work. Do you ever slow down to think about what's going in your mind? How you're processing what's in your thoughts and what your attitudes are, your motives. What did, where did that thought come from? Have you ever had those thoughts come through your mind? You're like, where in the world did that come from? Right? Everybody sleepy today? <laughs> I just like someone said back there, come out. I like that. We need, we need a couple more of those this service. Come on. Let's all try it together. One, two, three. There you go. There you go. Have you ever thought about what you're hearing, what you're thinking? You know, really our minds show us who we are. Look what it says in 1 John 2 verses 9 to 11. 1 John 2, 9 to 11. Anyone who claims to be light but hates a brother or sister is still in the darkness. Anyone who loves their brother and sister lives in the light and there is nothing in them to make them stumble. But anyone who hates a brother or sister in the darkness and walks around in the darkness, they do not know where they're going because the darkness has blinded them. Listen, what do we think about? Do we, do we have hate in our mind, our heart for, for folks? Or do we have love for them? How are we leading our life? Are we still in the dark? Or are we in the light? You know, Jesus says, really paraphrasing it, he said, yes, it says in the Ten Commandments not to murder. But he says, if you have hate for someone in your heart, you've, you've murdered them in your heart. If you have lust for someone, you've, you've committed adultery in your heart. What are we thinking about? What are we allowing in our mind? What are, we, what are we believing? A lot of Christians still don't know some of the freedoms that we have. Some of the truth that God has for us. The enemy fills us with all sorts of lies and we take it in and we process it and be like, yeah, I'm going to put that over here in the truth section. Right? And really when it's not true. So we start taking all of this information in how are we, what does that look like in you? What are you believing? Our culture right now, if you haven't noticed, is questioning everything. Everything is on the table right now in our culture. Have you noticed that? Everything. And we're questioning everything. We open up the word, it's like, it's pretty straightforward in my Bible. So imagine living in this world like we all do and processing this information that we're receiving and allowing God to put his truth stamp on there and say, yeah, true, true, not true, true. It's very important what's going in our mind and what we're discarding and what we're keeping there, right? Right? Because we can have a thought that comes our way, or we can hear something, but you know, that doesn't mean that we have to take it in and keep it there in our mind. 
So what do we believe about ourselves? That's another part, right? What, what are we believing about ourselves? You know, maybe we grew up and someone always put us down. You're too this, you're too that. You know, I remember in school, it's like, people make fun of my size, right? You're too short. I guess that's why God gave me like another three feet when I moved to Frostproof. <laughs> but people, people make fun of people or parents would say mean things about their kids. And people take that into their mind and what we do with it in our mind is what's important, right? Maybe we can't decide on hearing it or not. However, we can allow God to transform our mind you know, when stuff like that comes my way, I'm just like, whatever. I'm here to please God. <laughs> if you don't like it, get out the way. You know, God wants you to know that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. Every person in this room. Right? The Bible says you're his masterpiece. So you're, you're, listen, now everybody's getting this information from these speakers that's coming through my voice, right? They're like, I'm a masterpiece. And then everybody's like filtering it a different way because we all have a different filter. We all grew up a little bit different. Our minds work a little bit different. That's what makes us all special, makes us all different, right? So you heard Pastor Landon say, I'm a masterpiece? Like, no, I don't know about that. Take it in. It's true. You're a masterpiece. The Bible says you're a city on a hill, right? That you are on a solid footing because you have the truth of God. That you built your house on a rock. Amen? You know, imagine if we knew how valued we really were in God's kingdom. Just because I'm up here preaching this morning doesn't mean I'm any more valued than you are. You are valued just as much as anybody else in this space. What if you knew the great plans and the great purposes that God has for your life? And the really one decision, one way you filter what's coming in here could change all of that. That God, I, I believe that you do have great things for my life. I'm going to step out and speak out. I'm going to I'm going to step out in your power. You gave me your power. I have Holy Spirit living and moving and active in me. I can do what you've called me to do. But a lot of times, what gets in our way is our mind, is our thoughts. I'm not, I'm not good enough. I can't. You know, Moses, look at Moses. Moses grew up in Pharaoh's household. Probably had the best education of the day. He's like, I can't speak well. I disagree. Everybody's like, oh, that was true. I disagree. I, I think that Moses was great at speaking. I think there was a mind issue. And he's like, oh, I, I can't do it. You can do it, New Hope Church. You can make it happen. You can do what God is calling you. You know that God wouldn't have called Moses if he knew that he couldn't speak, right? He'd just teach him sign language or something. He'd just make it happen. My, my daughter's preaching back at me. I love this. 
What if we knew all of these things, right? What if we knew that we had this, that we were so valuable, that God gives us a plan and a future and a hope and he wants to prosper us? We would be unstoppable, right? Not because of me, but because of who God is in me. I don't know about you, but you want to be unstoppable in God's kingdom? Let him transform the way you think. You know, the enemy wants, um, the enemy wants us always questioning the truth. You know, I know there's some things that are kind of like, oh, well, that's kind of the gray area. And you can, you know, those are some things that maybe aren't eternal. But there are some very solid truths in God's word. All of it, right? And the enemy wants us to question it. Well, I don't know about that. I don't know if that's true or not. Look what it says in 2 Corinthians 10.5. 2 Corinthians 10.5. And I'm going to go a little bit over normal today because I, I believe this is important. I believe we need to get this today. Uh, we demolish arguments. Look at this. In every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. So number one, demolish. I like that word, right? Like when we were kids, we loved that word. We'd go to the beach and we'd build a sandcastle and everybody's like, all right, it's time to demolish the sandcastle. You know, demolish lies, this is what the scripture's saying, that come against God's truth. We need to know the truth in order to understand what's a lie. Right? Those that come up, those that know that a bill is counterfeit, is it because they go off and like, oh, let's get all the counterfeit bills together today? And we're going to study all the counterfeit bills and we're going to figure out, we'll, all, we'll know all the counterfeit bills no, they just study the real bill, and when a counterfeit one comes, they know right away, right? Because the way it feels, the way it looks, like that's not right. So maybe for you, when something come, crosses your mind, a thought comes in, you're like, no, that's not right. Or someone comes to you, talks about a, a person. Oh yeah, David. David said this. David said that. And I right away was like, well, I'll ask David about that. I'll give him a chance right? And I know David. I know his heart, right? I know that he's a man of God. He's not perfect, right? However, I know his heart. And so when someone comes to lie about him or say something that's half true, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. So the next part of that scripture is take every thought captive. Everybody say captive. Take every thought captive. It's now yours, right? That thought. And you get to decide what happens with that thought when it comes through your mind. I know this is like totally different sermon that you're used to. But imagine, to take something captive is to take control of it. To put it under, in a, to a controlled environment. It's like capturing this wild animal that's, that's dangerous, right? You put it in a cage and you make sure things are good. You know, catch and release, maybe. So we need to take a close look at our thoughts and consider what we're thinking and believing and why. Taking the captive. So number two. Everybody say number two. I like this one. 
Be a mental giant. Be a mental giant. You know that God wants us to be mentally tough. You're like, Pastor Landon, what? I don't, I don't get it. You know, the brain is amazing, isn't it? You know, it, it can filter thoughts. You can't always control what comes in, but you control how you process that. Look at Romans 12, 2. Romans 12, 2 says, Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good and pleasing and perfect will. You know, renewing means it becomes new again. Right? If you go work out and you start working out long period of times, there's muscles that were never worked that guess what? You can start seeing the muscle now. You can start seeing some of the benefits to you working out that certain muscle, your bicep maybe. My daughter is so kind to me. I did this the other day. She's whoa, dad. <laughs> she was so kind. You know, studies have proven that, that doing something frequently, like reading the Bible, not only changes the way we think, but literally changes our brain. Did you know that? It changes our brain. Our mind can be transformed and made new. I love what it says in Mark Batterson's book um, I've read. It says, doctors at the National Institute of Mental Health did a fascinating study asking subject to perform a simple motor task, a finger tapping exercise. So everybody tap. So find a place. Let's tap our finger for a second. Okay. Maybe you do it on a beat, right? One, two, one, two, one, two, three, four, right? So... They did that. As subjects tapped, the doctors conducted an MRI to identify what part of their brain was being activated. The subjects then practiced the finger tapping exercise daily for four weeks. All right, this is just a simple thing. At the end of the four-week period, the brain scan was repeated. In each instant, it revealed that the area of the brain involved in the task had expanded. It grew. Your bra their, brain, their brain grew just by a simple motor task. So you want a big brain, play the drums, right, David? You know, this simple task, finger tapping, exercise, literally recruited new nerve cells. Pretty awesome. And re rewired neuronal connections, right? New connections were made. So it's amazing. When we read the scripture, we are recruiting new nerve cells and rewiring the connections. In a sense, we're downloading a new operating system that configures the mind. God literally is renewing your mind through his word. Pretty special, right? We're fearfully and wonderfully made. When we read the Bible, we engage in spiritual tapping. Our brains are rewired in alignment with the Word, and we develop the mind of Christ. We think His thoughts. Pretty special, isn't it? So God is saying, let's have some mental fortitude. 
Let's say no. You know that saying no also helps your brain grow? No. I say no a lot to Emma. She doesn't always like it, but when she's older, she will thank me for saying no to her. Because I think, I'm glad my parents told me no. We'd be in the poorhouse. <laughs> if they, we'd be in debt. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I, I was thinking about this too. Um, we're, our culture, we're learning so many things, right? We have so many pieces of technology that, that are helping us, right? At our house, we have the little Google thing, and you say, hey, Google, whatever. So, you know, what I, what I understood, though, a little bit more about this, I started thinking about it a few days ago. Tara and I were talking about this, is our brains are so smart that when we don't have to learn something, we just kind of throw it out. Do you know what I'm saying? Like my daughter, she, she reads books all the time. She memorizes all these songs. I'm like, I wish I could do that. It's because she's constantly reading. Her brain is growing. Well, now guess what I do? Like, watch. Here we go. Let's try it. Let's try this. Hey, Siri, what's five plus seven times a thousand divided by six pi? Just a moment. Oh, my goodness. It worked earlier. Anyway, we get our answers in other places, don't we? We don't have to look them up. And so we forget, like even just some simple adding and subtracting, we, we allow something else to do it for us. But God says, hey, I want to transform your mind. I want to do something new in you. I want your mind to be strong. I want you to have mental toughness. I want you to be able to say no. I want you to be able to say yes. I want you to filter the thoughts that come in to your mind. Let's allow God to transform us by the renewing of our mind. We have the power. We have Holy Spirit. Amen? The last one. Everybody said last one. Number three. Find out what pleases God. If you could come, Jacob. Find out what pleases God. You know, when I was struggling about seven years ago making a decision, right? We, we all get in those seasons, right? When we have to make an important decision and we don't know, well, should I, should I do this? Should I do that? What's the answer, God? And he doesn't usually write it in the, in the sky for us, right? We walk out, it's like, oh, okay, that's easy. But I was struggling with this this decision a few years, about seven years ago, I had to make. And I began to pray, and I fasted, and I just kept like talking to God, like, God, what do I do? And I kept giving all these options, and God's like, shh, stop talking. Let me talk. And my mind was going 100 miles an hour. And I believe there's a lot of us here today that that's what's happening in our day-to-day. -day. That our minds are just all over the place because we're busy. We have kids at home. We've Whatever it is in your life, that our minds can't slow down. Maybe we're trying to figure out a budget or maybe we're trying to figure out our marriage. Maybe we're whatever it might be, our minds are just going. And in the middle of that moment, in this little side bedroom at our house in Kansas, God said, 
Be still. Let me talk. You know what? I believe God's saying that to the church. Take a deep breath. God's got this. Amen. Let him renew our mind. Let him transform our thoughts. God's going to work it out. God's going to take care of you. You're his kid. Right? I got my kid on the front row. There's nothing I would not do to protect and take care of Emma. Whatever I got to do, it's going to happen. I'm going to take care of her. How much more so is our Father in Heaven going to take care of His kids? Come on. And so when our mind's going a million miles an hour trying to figure this out and figure that out, let God do this to you. Peace. Be still. There's some stuff that on our own we're not going to figure right out in that moment. So here's what happened when he said, shh, listen. He gave me Ephesians 5.10. And it wasn't even like a full sentence. Look at it. Look, and. This is, all, this is what I got that day. And find out what pleases the Lord. It's like, what? Like, I thought you were going to tell me where to go. Like, because I was trying to decide if I was supposed to move or go do this or go do that. And, and God just simply said, find out what pleases the Lord. And as, as a pastor does, I looked it up in multiple translations. <laughs> and it said the exact same thing. And then I love what the message says, which is not really a translation. It says, do it. It said, find out what pleases the Lord. And then at the end, it's like, dot, 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 do it. I'm like, that's it? Church, that's it. That is it. Don't be so stressed out. God's got this. Figure out what pleases Him. So guess what I did? I got this big piece of paper and put it on my office wall and started writing down what pleased him. Reading the Bible. Praying. Taking care of my family. Working hard. Loving people. Sharing hope. Having fun. All of those things right there. It wasn't moving there or going over to that place or doing this, although those things are great. But what pleases God is us being part of what He's doing and us doing what He's called us to do. I think we get so hung up on our life issues and hey, I know we all have different issues. And I'm not saying those aren't big to God. But I think when we take care of what God wants us to take care of, He'll take care of what only God can take care of. Amen? You know, God is saying, focus on whatever is lovely, whatever is pure, whatever is admirable. Think about these things. 
and we choose to focus on the right things. You know, I'm a dad, I'm a husband, I'm a pastor, I'm a friend, I'm a liberator. We're righteous, we're holy. We've got to focus on those things. It's, I, think, I think a lot of times up here we complicate things. And God's like, let's take the complicated pieces out. And it comes down to what David said in Psalm 37.3. Trust in the Lord and do what? Oh, sorry, maybe not be put up there. Psalm 37.3, trust in the Lord and do good. It says, then you will live safely in the land and prosper. Do you know what pleases God? And this has to do with our minds as well. And some of you are going to be like, oh no, what kind of church are we? You know what pleases God? Meditation. You know the Bible said it first? The people have taken meditation and has changed it, rearranged it. The world says meditation is to clear everything out. God's meditation is put everything of God in and think on things that are lovely and pure. Amen? He's saying this. Joshua 1.8 Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. You know, it's important that how we think and how we filter what we think and we do it all through God. Go stand all over the place today. I know it's a lot to think about. But today, can we just close our eyes for a moment? And can we just meditate? Can we just think on God? Think on maybe the things that He's done in your life. Think on the things that you're thankful for. Think on the things that God is, is changing. Think on the things that what God's going to do. Start praying and, and thinking on the things that, that God's going to work out. together. You can pray it after me if you want to. Transform me today. Renew my mind. Help me to think on what is true. Whatever is noble. Whatever is right. Whatever is pure. Whatever is lovely. Whatever is admirable. Whatever is excellent and praiseworthy. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen. Come on. Let's give it up for Jesus today. And what He's doing in our minds. Come back next week, part three.